approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it, and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door, outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem, and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see whether perhaps he would find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple, and began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He was teaching and saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And when the chief priests and the scribes heard it, they kept looking for a way to kill him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was spellbound by his teaching. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Thus ends the reading. Thank you, God, for all the ways that you've gathered us together today for worship. In our time together, inspire our hearts and our minds that we may serve you in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So this is the only place where the narrative lectionary has gone out of order. And we have, um, we've left this text out for a few weeks and had lessons that were Jesus contending with the Pharisees in the midst of the crowds and as a part of the festival in Jerusalem. And now, now we've gone back to pick up the piece that we left. I added some verses to what's printed in the bulletin because, um, because I think it's helpful for us to see this piece that was going to be left out is maybe um, helping us see the bigger picture of what Jesus is trying to accomplish in this part of his ministry. Because he's right at the end. We know that it's Palm Sunday, the, the triumphal entry is this big pomp and circumstance that is the beginning of the last week for him. The beginning of the end leading to, eventually, the crucifixion. And we know that eventually leads to the empty tomb, but, but in, the, in the meantime, we see ourselves at the cross. This triumphal entry is Jesus coming in in a way that maybe another uh, royal person might come into Jerusalem with, with hosannas and, and crowds gathering to see them in and waving palm branches and throwing their cloaks on the road and there's possibly a royal vision here, but it may also be a funeral procession in a lot of ways. In a very similar way, people would have said similar words as people were crying out in grief for someone who has died and coming in. But generally, they see it as a celebration, as a, a big triumphal entry. And so, so Jesus goes in, and, it's, and Mark's telling them that of the story of Jesus and his ministry. It's very, very awkward and funny. Um, Jesus comes in, looks all around at things, and then goes out to bed for the night because he's tired. After all of that hoop and law and carrying on, pretty anticlimactic. <coughs> pretty anticlimactic. And uh, maybe that's the point. Jesus comes in and he sees all that the people are about. And he needs a little bit of time to take stock. Because when he comes in in the morning, they get up and they have, have the story of the fig tree and the clearing of the temple. And that is the follow-up that we added to our lesson for today. Because it's not just about Jesus coming in and then being tired and going out to go to bed for the night. As he's coming back in the next morning, probably very clearly with the plan and agenda. He's coming back in, this weird story of him seeing a fig tree far off and going and looking for figs and, and being angry because there's no figs on it. It says in the text, it wasn't the season for figs. And so Jesus curses the tree for not having any figs on it. There's a miracle here. It's the only, in all of the New Testament, the only negative miracle of Jesus. The only time one of his miracles is used to destroy. Seems a little grouchy in the movie. I mean, Jesus is angry as he's coming in for the festival. That's uh, not the way we normally like to think about Jesus, but uh, he, he does this thing which all the disciples see in here. And then they move on. And when they get into the city and they go to the temple, then he clears it of the money changers. And he says, you have made my house a den of robbers, and you won't let anyone go in to the temple for the whole day. 
teaching them and saying things to them to encourage them. What was he saying and teaching? You have made my house a den of robbers? Well, that's the first thing he was teaching them. But how is it? On the surface, this doesn't, this is a story that makes a lot of sense because the money changers were a necessary part of the of the worship of Israel, especially when they would gather for the festivals. So it'd, it'd be kind of the same thing as someone storming in the door and breaking our offering plates. The offering plates aren't bad. They don't do anything bad. I mean, what's the, what's the point? The point is that the business of the temple was running just fine. That's the point. Because the business of the temple is not the reason for the community gathering. Later, when Jesus is going back out to Bethany, the disciples, Peter specifically, sees the fig tree and says, Lord, look, the fig tree that you, that you cursed has withered all the way to the root. And Jesus responds by saying, believe in God. We cut the text off there. He goes on to say some other things, too. But, See, we've talked about as we've been going through the narrative life chapter that we've had a couple of episodes in Mark's Gospel where Mark very specifically tells a story within a story. And they're always related. Like, like when we read the story of Jairus' daughter, the healing of Jairus' daughter. As he's going to heal Jairus' daughter, in the middle is the story of a woman with a flow of blood who touches the edge of his cloak and is healed. And he calls her daughter. See, the healing of this woman and the healing of Jairus' daughter are Mark is using a very specific technique of storytelling to tell us about what Jesus is teaching crowds. So the fig tree at the beginning and the fig tree at the end and the clearing of the temple in the middle should lead us somewhere very concise. The fig tree is the church. The church of his day was in full leaf doing what it was supposed to do in this season, and, and that's not bearing fruit in the way that God wants us to bear fruit. In every other place in Mark's Gospel, when Jesus uses the term fruit, he talks about fruits of the Spirit, or fruits of the way, the, the, the fruits of our labors and our energies, because that's what we're supposed to be about. The things of caring for our neighbor, caring for those who are in need, the homeless, the orphan, the foreigner in our midst, this is what needs to bear fruit. And the tree becomes a metaphor for Jesus talking about the temple and the church of his day. Yeah, you're going about business as usual. Looks like a fine season, but if you don't have any fruit, you're not doing what you're supposed to do as the people of God. This is going to be a challenging thing for us moving forward. We're in this time where we're not supposed to gather, where we're not supposed to embrace or be in, in community physically. We're trying to figure that out, how to be safe and stay safe. But when we're given the all clear, when we go back to business as usual, see, there's something really profound happening in our world right now. God has something very specific to say to us about what the future looks like for communities of faith, for the church. And it's not business as usual, the way things used to be. 
in this time. God is calling us into something deeper, into something different. When we are given that new life, when we can again gather in ways that we want to, will we do it like we used to? I know we're going to want to do it like we used to. That's what we miss the most, right? But can we take the deep breaths needed to ask the hard questions of what God is calling us to? Be communities of faith, the new reality. My hope for you and for this place is that you'll be able to endure this time and share in the grief that it causes, because it will still cause us grief. But then, when we come back together, embrace, love, care for one another, and have the conversation about what God is calling us to be as a community. Because I'm convinced that it's not the way it used to be. This week, take care. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And begin thinking about what God might be saying to us through this challenging, challenging time. Amen. I invite you to rise as you are able.